We are so excited to announce Ignite Be The Light's brand new Foundation course. Foundation is part one of a three-series program. It is a four-week course that allows you to build a faith-based foundation, develop a healthy and holy mindset, establish an intentional lifestyle, and redefine your purpose as a child of God. Throughout this course, you will be guided in scripture, Bible study, real and relatable stories, prompt questions, and challenges that leave you eager to ignite a life in purpose. We invite you to join us on this journey, to walk humbly and boldly in spirit and truth. This is your invitation to not miss out on a purposeful life of love that God has for you. Join us as we dive into this four-week course together in community. Hey everyone, welcome back to our second week of the foundation course with Ignite Be The Light. I'm Shelly Graving, and I'm excited that you're here today. And I'm Courtney, and I'm super pumped you're here as well. Yes, this week we're talking about mindset. We hope that you got off to a great start with the first week, learning about your faith, reconnecting in that way. And just because we're done with that first week doesn't mean that you just abandon that and move on to the next topic. All of Mm -hmm. these are really meant to build on one another and to really, you know, act as a foundation. Your foundation never goes away, uh, but we want to just make sure that we bring to mind each of these different topics and to help you build a stronger foundation. Mm -hmm. So let's get started talking about mindset. So Courtney, as you wrote this chapter, what was really going through your mind as you talked about developing a healthy and holy mindset? Yeah, so I think for me, I... When I was younger, I really struggled with fear and anxiety, and I would always let that control me and be my driver in life, whether it's through sports, whether it's through school, whether it's just through regular day-to-day life. I always had that mindset of fear controlling me, and it wasn't until I really dug into the Bible when I found out what a healthy and holy mindset is and the positive aspects of a healthy mindset, and I think a healthy and holy mindset to me is one that allows you to be confident in who you are and a mindset that allows you to pursue your purpose and know that God has a plan for you and you are created on purpose with a purpose. So having the mindsets that allow you to believe that, I think that's exactly what a healthy and holy mindset is. And it's going to look different for everyone once again, because I, like I said, I'm someone who struggled with fear. So a fearless mindset is a healthy and holy mindset for me as to where it may be, I don't know, something else for someone different who's struggled with different things. So it all varies, but yeah. Oh, that is so good. So good. I just love when you expand on that and share some of your personal stories there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, I feel like I've had a good mindset um, in general and overall, uh, but I also remember that mindset has peaks and valleys on a day-to-day For basis sure. and on an annual basis, you know, I yes. just go in moments and it also living here in Iowa, we have the four seasons, right? And I mm-hmm. think it sometimes goes on with seasons that sometimes yeah. you just get in a funk, right? And so I think as we think about a healthy and holy mindset, it's something that needs to be tended to uh, because in mm-hmm. society, society's mindset and society's norms really push us to constantly strive for more, to yeah. want, always want more, whether that's material things, whether that is rising up in a job or career, um, maybe it's a bigger house, maybe it's a better car. Yeah. That's what society has told us that we should want. 
And so to refocus our mindset from material things and things that society tells us should be our, our priorities to the things that are healthy and holy for our personal lives. And I think mm-hmm. that the driver of fear and anxiety are those societal, societal norms. You know, especially yeah. for, like you said, a, a student who's an athlete um, who is constantly striving to make themselves better. Just because you're making yourself better isn't a negative, but why are you trying to make yourself better? Are you ever going to be happy with where you're at and where your skills are at? That's where mindset comes into play. Mm -hmm. And what is your motive behind that mindset? Yeah, for sure. And I think I definitely experienced that. Like I said, I was someone growing up who loved sports and I wanted to build my career. And I always thought that was just my purpose because that was my talent and my gifts. But when I lost the ability to play sports... Uh, God placed so many new passions into my heart and placed people in my life that completely changed me and transformed me into a new path, into a different purpose. And I think if I wouldn't have had that mindset of just trust in God and a grateful mindset, you know, that I am still alive, even though I lost my ability to play sports there for a while, what is God teaching me? What is he trying to like, where is he trying to lead me to? And I think Mindsets are hard to develop. Like you said, there's peaks and valleys, but you as a person will change throughout your whole life. And I think your mindset will change each day, each week, each month, each year. And that's not a bad thing because it allows you to grow and it allows you to become who you are. So I think embracing those different mindsets, even if they're not the best mindset at the time, you still learn. Like I know days when I'm negative. But it makes me realize those days I'm negative, how grateful I am for the days I feel happy and joyful. So yeah, mindset's a good week. And like you said, everybody is facing different things throughout their life. So, mm-hmm. and we have people in this community that are in high school, in college, maybe they're new to a career, recently, recent mm-hmm. grads, um, moms, moms yeah. with young children, moms with um, growing children and teenagers. Oh my. Shout um, out to my mom. Um, yeah. and, and trying to find a new purpose in life. And so like I say, all of these different aspects of our foundation all really fit together. Um, and as we're looking at our mindset, although our circumstances may shift, we're hopeful that with a foundation filled with faith, set in that right direction and a healthy and holy mindset, we can embrace those peaks and valleys of life um, that when things are handed to us that are unexpected um, or unwelcomed, uh, that we mm-hmm. can get through those sure. as well. Uh-huh, for sure. Excellent. So as we look at, um, you know, God gives us all different um, passions, gifts, personalities even. Um, and mm-hmm. as you say, like you thought your gift and your talent uh, was playing sports and that you would go on to Uh, you know, maybe playing after high school and such. And I think so many times we get caught up when our lifestyle switches or changes or our Mm -hmm. calling begins to change that that makes us nervous because it may not be something that we were strong in before, but I see these all as kind of stepping stones uh, through life's journey. So now uh, yeah. I guess you can say I'm reaching middle age. That's that scary. <laughs> crap out of me. No, you're not. Really you are youthful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, as I think back on my life though, like things that I experienced at the time felt like a major struggle. Um, but 
they were stepping stones that were placed in an exact way that got me to where I'm at today. And I think there are some who are much older than us who are saying, oh my, did I take the wrong path? Did I do what I was being called to do? And where am I at now? And where am I meant to go for the next 20 to 30 to 50 years? And so I, I would challenge you to think about that. And that course can always be changed. It's, it's not meant to be a straight path to one solution or one final destination, except to serve our Lord. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I once Think heard about that path. Yeah. Yeah. So I once heard, I don't know where it was, maybe a podcast or something. And some lady said, when you think about it, you do not have enough control yourself to change God's plan for you. And I think we have this mindset once again, that crap, I just ruined my future. I just ruined everything, but we're humans. Like he created us. Therefore, I mean, we just simply do not have enough power to ruin God's plan for us. So keep that in mind because that quote speaks so much truth into our life. And through this whole week, I think through this whole book, even. I agree. I agree. Okay. So on Monday, we talk about forgiving and forgiveness, Mm -hmm. both of yourself and of others. And in in there, you know, a very, very popular uh, Bible verse where it says, Jesus asked Peter to not forgive just seven times, but 77 times. And really Mm -hmm. that, uh, speak to that a little bit, Courtney. Yeah. So I think back then, in order to forgive someone, typically it was, you'd have to try to forgive them three times. That is just how it was back then. Things changed. So when Peter asked Jesus if he was supposed to forgive someone seven times, he thought he was literally being generous, which back then it was extremely generous. But Jesus responds seven times seven or 77 times, depending on what Bible translation you have. And what people don't understand is that when two sevens are used in the Bible, it symbolizes infinity. So Jesus is telling Peter that you will forgive however many times you need to forgive in order to forgive them. You always forgive. That's, that's something I'm calling you to do. And I think I just love learning about numbers and stuff and learning about stuff like that in Bible verses, because you can learn so much more about Bible verses and apply them to your life, just like we can do here. So I love that verse. It speaks so much truth. It's such a great reminder. So, yeah. Yes. Well, and I think about, you know, as people are preparing for marriage um, and that marriage Mm-hmm. Um, preparation classes and courses. Um, and I think this is the biggest thing that we have to remember that yeah. we are called to forgive infinite times. Um, mm-hmm. And that is really hard to grasp. That's really hard to think about because there are some things that most people think are non-negotiable. You know, and I even think mm-hmm. about, you know, as a mom, my kids, when they fight and argue, <laughs> I remember when I was growing up, when my dad would make the, me and my sisters sit on our piano bench. It was not big yes. enough for the three of yes. us, but we had to sit there together side by side. Uh, hands. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> until we truly forgave each other. And you know how it is. You like go and you're like, uh, I forgive you. And you walk yes. away and he's like, no, I want you to mean it. You have yes. to you know and same was true on the school bus like we had to sit uh-huh. with the people we weren't getting along with and I'm like are you kidding me I actually have to sit next to them yes I know. so that brings me to the next point of how do we forgive like just say I forgive you just like a kid would do just so they can go on about their way um just say mm-hmm. you does not necessarily mean forgiveness like truly in your heart forgive yeah yeah and I'm someone who 
it is not hard for me to forgive. I, I truly do forgive people very easily, but I, like I said last week, I'm a grudge holder. So I struggle with letting people back into my life because I know what they've done to me. So that's, that's something I've really tried to work on in the season of my life is that, am I really forgiving them if I can't love them to my fullest ability? So I'm really working on truly loving people and not just saying I love them or doing things to show love. Like I'm in the word, I'm praying to God, like, give me strength to love these people. Give me grace to give them grace. So yeah, if you're, if you're right there with me, we're in this together because it's hard. It's hard thing to do. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I would say like, that's what God has called us to do. That's why mm-hmm. he sent Jesus as our savior to model that for us. If Jesus dying on the cross for all of the ridicule and the people turning against him, went against Mm -hmm. him and to say, no, we don't know him. He's, you know, he's crazy, man. Yes. Go ahead and and crucify him. Okay. That if, if he can turn back to those people and say, I love all of you, that's what we're called to do. And that's hard. That's super hard. Um, But, Uh but God's love is everlasting for us. And that's the model that we are supposed to be following um, to forgive others. I think mm-hmm. the other thing that I struggle with um, and why I chose that area as a lower area when I did my evaluation is forgiving myself. Yeah, so like, for forgi- sure. Forgiving others to me is a little bit easier than forgiving myself because I have such a high standard and high expectations for myself. But then mm-hmm. I try to remind myself that sin exists in our world sin and temptation from the time adam and eve were in the garden that it began way back then but jesus died on our on the cross to forgive our sins and to show that everlasting love and forgiveness will be there Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's up to us to really continue that and model that both in our marriages for our children in our friendships in our families Um, to really truly forgive and continue to love them that helps Mm -hmm. our mindset more than probably any of these other areas for sure and one of my favorite stories in the bible a lot of you are probably familiar with it but it's with peter and jesus and it was at the last supper and jesus told peter hey like by the time the rooster crows you're gonna deny me three times and it says in scripture that peter sobbed when jesus told him that I think that in itself just shows how much Peter loved Jesus. So then the story goes on and Jesus dies on the cross. And sure enough, Peter denied Jesus three different times. And when Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus seeked out Peter. Not Peter didn't seek out Jesus. And I love that. And he cooked him breakfast, which is another dig into the Bible. Understand what that means because it's so cool. So he cooked him breakfast and Jesus asked Peter, do you still love me? Not not Peter asking Jesus if he still loves him. Jesus asked, do you still love me? And I think that speaks so much truth because at times when we struggle to forgive, we think, oh, like that person can't love me or like, I don't love Jesus, blah, blah, blah. But Jesus is wondering like, do you still love me? And I love that story because it speaks so much truth into forgiveness that even though Peter denied Jesus three times, Jesus still asked, do you love me? Because I love you. Like, I still want you and I forgive you. So I think just that story reminds me so much of, it just reminds me how important forgiveness is. So 
read that story in the Bible. It's a great story. You'll learn from it and grow from it. So that's so good. So good. I just absolutely love that. Okay. On Tuesday, we talk about a grateful mindset. And this is a lot about being present and grateful every day. And Mm -hmm. we talked a lot about, you know, in our society, we're looking to always strive to be better. Um, We're not saying here that you shouldn't strive for more, that you shouldn't try for more, but it's why. Um, And Mm -hmm. why are you doing that? And to be grateful where you're at today and how far that you've come is so important. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts on on gratitude and, and a grateful heart and mindset. Um, So kind of like how I wrote about in this day, I am someone who is a planner and I like to know what I'm getting into. So of course that comes with, I like to jump ahead to the next season of my life. It also doesn't help that I'm like an eight-year-old woman (laughs) at heart, but even just like looking at some of the girls on our team here at Ignite, like, so there's Katie, a lot of you will get to know her. Um, She's in the next season of life that I want to be in currently. So it's been so fun to watch her walk through this season, but at the same time, it's like, shoot, I want to be in that season too. But it's also teaching me that like God is working in this season of my life. He is having me meet these people and these women, and they're going to teach me something that I can then carry into that next season of life where Katie is in or for my marriage and learn from Katie as she's walking through this. So I think being grateful for me simply means enjoying where I'm at. And knowing that I am here for a reason because God is wanting to teach me something in this season. And when the next season comes, that's when I know like God worked through me. Now let's have something else to work through. So just being content and feeling blessed for where I'm at, because I know there's a purpose is essentially what a grateful mindset is for me. Yeah. What about you? Absolutely. I absolutely love that. Um, it was, that um, reminds me of uh, one thing I read um, and goes back to kind of when we when I first started Emerge and how this all came to be, I was the type of person, um, <laughs> I always said that I don't have patience. Um, my husband's a veterinarian and, and a doctor. So he, he has patience, if you will, um, <laughs> in the form of animals. Um, but I don't have patience. I, I am not patient whatsoever. Um, but then I came <laughs> across this uh, reading that just really said it straight to me um, that said, um, enjoy the journey of your life, trusting in the flow and partaking of the blessings that are bestowed upon you. In life, there's no absolute destination, but a myriad of journeys. Enjoy the journey and be prepared for what the future holds. And I think that is so meaningful because um, I think we get greedy and wanting to have that next step of life and forget that we're yeah. to live in the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I started doing, oh, it was probably about a year ago, uh, was a gratitude practice. And this was a daily Mm -hmm. practice. I have since stopped doing it. um, But I I so often think about it and and really feel like I should should get back to it. But every morning I would start my day writing down 10 things that I'm grateful for that happened Mm -hmm. And so they might be really big things. It might be the fact that I had delicious coffee the day before. Um, it might be a few material, <laughs> material things like that. Um, but at the same time, because I started my day that way, it set me up with positivity and a grateful yeah. heart for what I experienced. Because even if the day before 
was an awful day, or I had a lot of stress or a lot of commitments that day, or the kids weren't getting along or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. It allowed me this reset and refocus on the things that I was truly grateful for. And Mm -hmm. when you start off your day with a positive, grateful mindset, it allows you to be grateful and looking for those things throughout the day that are maybe the little things in life, like the smell of fresh cut, fresh cut grass, right? When mm-hmm. we're uh, in the spring season, I love that, you know, yeah. and sometimes we get so busy going throughout life that we forget to be grateful for those li- little things and live mm-hmm. in the moment. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. So by doing that, I think it really uh, opens our eyes to the good in the world and to mm-hmm. really spend time looking for those positive moments. So that's what I'd say about a grateful mindset. Mm -hmm. Next up Wednesday, we talk about a fearless mindset. Um, Yes. yes. And so we talk about um, being fearless and how many people really have that fear and anxiety. And I would say over the last few years, I've I've seen that continue to increase and it's crazy, crazy, crazy. But I would also share that maybe it's just becoming something that people are more willing to talk about. Talk about, yeah. Yeah, because I think throughout my life, um, a lot of people have told me that, Shelly, you're just fearless. You you pursue your passions. You don't worry about things holding you back and the what if you just go after it and and people think that's so awesome but that doesn't mean that I don't have that fear and anxiety and to be quite honest I really do struggle with anxiety because of my expectations Mm -hmm. for life and I don't want to let anyone down but the difference is I don't let fear consume me or hold me back from pursuing what I feel called to do in my life. So tell me a little bit about fearless mindset and how you've experienced that, Courtney. Yeah, so I've always been a pretty fearless kid growing up. Nothing really scared me besides snakes. So I was a wild thing. And then when I got to college, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to pay for school. I'm five and a half hours away from my parents. I have no friends in this random state that I'm going to. And literally everything under the sun gave me stress. And that was the first time I truly experienced fear and anxiety. And I never had that before. And it, it handicapped me. I was like, I couldn't do anything. So I ended up transferring home because I was so consumed by fear and anxiety. And this past two years, now that I'm out of school, I've really learned that, yes, I still have fear, but I don't have fear in my purpose that God has for me. Like, I don't fear anything that God has for me, but I will still fear things in life. And I think that's inevitable. Everyone will have fear, whether it's something silly like snakes or paying bills or just doing crazy little things. Like there is fear in the world, especially in today's society, but we cannot fear God's plan for us. And when I learned the difference and started living by that difference, that's when I felt like I developed that fearless mindset. And I created this confidence that, you know, God has a plan for me. I can't fear my future just because these little things are giving me anxiety right now. Because if I say I believe in God, I have to believe his will for me as well. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I think the bottom line here is don't let your fears rob you from living the life that God has planned for you. Don't let your Mm -hmm. overcome 
what you were meant to do in life. Mm -hmm. Um, I also want to take a moment. We've talked about the people we surround ourselves with. Um, And I'll, I'll say as an entrepreneur, I do things a little bit different than the norm, you know, um, growing up in in a family that, you know, you go, you get a degree, you go work at a job, you love that job, Mm -hmm. you move your way up in that business. Like that, that is the way I was raised. And that is awesome. Um, But I felt this calling to pursue something greater that I had the skills within me that God had given to me to be able to create something that doesn't exist. And by doing that, that's, that's different than what most people are used to. Um, yeah. And so the people that I was closest to, my family, my friends, in my inner circle, this caused them a little fear as well, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you do that and you're stepping out on a limb, there's no guarantees, but there are no guarantees in life, you know? And so um, I challenge you that if, if you're feeling that, if you're feeling that some of the people that you're surrounding you with, and, and this is not a bad thing, they care deeply about you. But if, if their fear for your life impacts your fear and causes you anxiety, I encourage you to find people who can champion your efforts. Yeah. And that doesn't mean to do things that are dangerous or behaviors, <laughs> um, spending tons of money, you know, still do mm-hmm. things uh, that are, are God's calling for your life um, that are not going to negatively impact those around you. Um, but do know that with that healthy and holy mindset, make sure that those who are, who you're surrounding yourself with also help you to have that healthy and holy mindset, not, yeah. not evoke more fear or anxiety that's undue. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Okay. As we move on, we talk next about worthiness and a worthy mindset. And I know at times we feel varying levels of worth because are we finding our worth in material things and Mm -hmm. achievements or are we finding our worth in God's plan for our life? Yes. And so I, I know I've said every single day is my favorite day, but this, I had so much fun writing this day because I'm a major Bible nerd and I love learning about the stories in the Bible and the people in the Bible. So in this third paragraph, I listed so many people in the Bible that did not feel worthy. And I, I'm a girl who I love Ruth. Ruth is my favorite character in the Bible, as well as Jonah. And I've just always related to those two people. And those two people are people that did not feel worthy because they feared God and they felt like they didn't have hope. And when you read these stories, you see how God works through them and works with them to then find their worth in Jesus, not just in things, but in Jesus. So yeah, this is a good day. This makes me excited. So yes. Well, and I truly think uh, that God really uses these stories of people who, who people look positively upon and Mm -hmm. them coming through that negativity um, or any of, any of these ways that they have fallen by the wayside um, and uses them to tell their story in a way that allows us to connect with them, whether they're mm-hmm. a widow, whether they were abused or had a speech impediment or they were broke um, financially or an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. God uses those scenarios to help us relate and connect 
because we mm. are all human. We do have brokenness. And he uses these people in the Bible that we see them very positively. We look up upon those people and say, wow, they got through it. That's impressive. That That's amazing. Um, but he uses them to show how his love for them and his their ability to then overcome that that negative impact mm-hmm. and come out on the other side even better than they were before yeah for sure it's all about feeling your own personal worth in our lord and what he has planned for for your life and not dwelling on the fact that you have gone through a, a bad season of life mm-hmm. and not staying there get unstuck and come out on that other side and be able to tell your story of getting to the other side. You know, yeah. uh, we have a substance abuse recovery unit here in our community. And many of the stories that I've heard from people that, that come out on the other side of that is I couldn't see my own worth. I couldn't mm-hmm. see the value. And it wasn't them. It, it was them overcoming the fact that they were living for their own life versus mm-hmm. seeing that their call was to be more than just for them individually. Um, yeah. impact so many other people. Um, and through their story, we're, ha- we're able to help others come on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't let that, that negative aspect of your life, or uh, whatever you have gone through define you. Allow mm-hmm. your worthiness in the Lord to, to pull you through to that other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Amen. On Friday, we talk about confidence and a confident mindset. And, you know, with confidence, where do we get our confidence from? I think when we initially think about confidence, it's self-confidence versus a holy confidence. So tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. that, Courtney, kind of what you were thinking when you, when you planted that seed. Yeah. So I know for not even just young girls, it's women in general and men and everyone in this world, I think struggles with confidence because we struggle with comparison and we see other people and we strive to be like those other people. And I just vividly remember a time in my life when I was like, oh, I have no confidence. Like why, why do I have braces? Why do I have bangs? Why do I have glasses and all these things? And I was like, these are all physical things. Like these are all my outward appearances. Why am I focusing so much on what I look like. I should be focusing and trying to change who I am as a person because my inner person will change the world, not my outward appearance. You can't take your outward appearance with you to heaven. I'm sorry. Like I want to be known for who I am in my heart, not for my hair or my teeth or any way I may look like. And I think that shift allowed me to write this, this day, because I wrote in here, it's easier to be confident in the creation when you are confident in the creator. And I love that because when I began to be confident in God, I began to be confident in myself because I began to love who I was because I loved who he was. And I knew he, he made me who I am on purpose so I can then pursue his purpose that he had for me. And I think confidence is awesome. And you get confidence when you believe in God and you have confidence in him because that your confidence in God can't shake anything. Wonderful. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, and you'll see some people who are maybe outwardly self-confident, um, mm-hmm. they're still lacking Hurting. that personal confidence inside yeah. and it's hidden um, mm-hmm. and people don't necessarily see that. And so if that's you, if you're experiencing that, 
look to what the Lord has planned for your life. Be who you are meant to be and what God has mm-hmm. told you, not what ex- society expects you to be. Um, yeah. And that confidence, when you can start to live in the life that God made you to be, that holy confidence is more powerful than anything because you do not deserve to be outwardly confident, self-confident, but inwardly struggling. Yeah. God wants you to feel that confidence inwardly and mm-hmm. outwardly. Mm-hmm. The sure. other point that I wanted to bring up, and I heard this uh, a while ago on, on a podcast I was listening to, but was the difference between confidence and courage. Mm. And so confidence is really what you gain from an experience. Yeah. Courage is taking that first step. And so courage. So as we think about mindset, I really want us to look at courage versus confidence and courage. Mm -hmm. When we're looking at all of these other mindsets is what establishes that, that courage. It is that faith and trust in God that we will be okay, no matter, no matter if we fail, but we mm-hmm. have, we have to take that first step forward. And yeah. so that courage is, is, is building that within you to know and trust that God has a plan for you. And that even if you mm-hmm. fail at this, you will get through it and you will become stronger on the other end, whether or not you can see the outcome of that. Yeah. And like so that. then confidence is what you gain on the other side of courage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if our courage comes from a faith in God and our courage to act, to, to believe, to move forward and, and take a step in faith starts with what God's plan is for us, we will then have holy confidence. Yeah. And then self-confidence as well. But if we take a step being confident and we fail, but we didn't have courage and we didn't have a holy confidence. It was self-confidence. When we fail, we feel like that's on us because mm-hmm. we had it. We had faith in ourselves versus faith in a God who is greater than us and can carry us. Yeah. Yes. So keep that in mind that it's okay to have some self-confidence, but if we don't put some of that on God, if we don't have that holy confidence right alongside that, when we fail, we take that on us and we sit there and we dwell on that. Mm-hmm. You've probably heard, give it up to God. Yeah. When we give it up to God, that holy confidence is, is where if we fail, we've given it up to God. He can take on some of that burden. He died on the cross to carry that for us so that mm-hmm. it didn't continue to weigh us down and that we could continue to move forward in loving others and being courageous in the life that we're meant to live. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's real good. Yeah. So mindset, you know, um, you know, as we said, as we go through the seasons of life, things change, things evolve, um, and we will have those peaks and valleys. But if we look at those areas of our mindset, so as you're is as you're facing life and you're feeling like an area of your mindset is is struggling, come back to this chapter. Flag mm-hmm. it, tag it, um, bookmark it, highlight it. Remind yourself of those things and the life you are meant to live, come back to that mindset um, so that that can carry you through and get you through some of those difficult moments in life. Mm -hmm. Okay, so as we close this mindset week, 
we want to close in prayer as we always do. And so I encourage you to open up your whole heart and, and listen to what he has planned for you. Heavenly Father, I ask that you be with us as we continue to grow in your journey right along by, beside you. Teach our minds to see a new side of your holiness and allow us to set our minds on things in heaven and those things above. I know that through you that we can be forgiven. We are blessed. We are fearless. We are worthy and we are confident. We are not our fears and we are not defined by our anxieties, but we are children of God. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this week, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful week and look forward to reconnecting with you again next week. Yes, have a fabulous week, guys.